Hello, my good friends. This is Dan Jones with another quiet talk to share with you today. Do you ever feel like a wreck? I don't mean your physical condition, but your life in general. Perhaps you feel that your life is totally disorganized and it just hasn't turned out like you had hoped. Someone once said, life is what happens while you were making other plans. I can agree here. Now, don't get me wrong. The most significant thing about my life, my family, has turned out better than I ever imagined it would. I have a wonderful lifelong marriage, nine great children, and ten grandchildren. These people are the greatest earthly blessings that I have. But my work, my ministry hasn't been what I expected. I shared with my congregation Sunday that when I was first called to preach the gospel, I thought I would have a powerful ministry that would bring many to Christ. I had read the stories of great revivals in the past, and I wanted my ministry to be like that of men like Jonathan Edwards, Charles Finney, or Dwight Moody. It hasn't turned out like that at all. I don't know the exact reason, except that maybe God had other plans. Has your life turned out the way you expected when you started out? No? Well, that's what I want to talk about. Hebrews 3 and verse 4 says this, For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. Now, when the Bible says that God is the builder of all things, that's not a literal absolute. God didn't build the mafia. He didn't build the drug cartels. The context here is the building of the house of God, not only in the New Testament, but in the Old as well. He talks about Moses and his role in the formation of the nation of Israel. It's then that he says, the builder of all things is God. So, are you part of God's kingdom? Are you a believer in Christ? Then some pretty significant things are true about you. You are a building block, you might say, in the structure God is putting up. In ancient times, beautiful temples were made of stone. Each stone had to be fitted to its place in the building. They had to do some chiseling to make it fit. This process transfers over to the building God is involved in. While back in my youth, I looked at my future in terms of the work I would be involved in, I guess I probably didn't spend that much time considering the work God was involved in, the work he was going to be doing in my life. I certainly didn't realize how extensive that work was going to need to be. Let me just say, there's been a whole lot of chiseling going on. Sometimes I wonder if by the time gets through, God gets through chiseling, will I be a big building block or maybe just nothing left but a pebble? But I must leave that to him. He knows exactly what he's doing, even though I usually don't. So if you feel like a wreck, don't lose heart. God is still working on you. My wife likes to watch those shows on TV where some very skilled people take an old house that looks like it's falling down and turn it into a, into a beautiful home for somebody. I'm sure you've seen those too. When I watch those shows, they, they just make me realize how unskilled I am compared to those people doing that work. But I love to see something transformed that in the beginning looked useless. 
It's a testimony not only to the manual skills, but to the vision of those involved. The remodelers can see the beauty that they are going to create while the place is still a mess. One day a fisherman met Jesus Christ. His name was Simon. Simon was a regular guy. His friends didn't see him as some kind of holy man, just a fisherman. Sometimes he could have a bit of a temper. But when Jesus looked at him, he said, Your name is Simon now, but you will be called Peter. The name Peter means a rock. Jesus saw in Peter not what other people saw in him, but he saw what he was going to make him. Peter didn't instantly change into a saint that very day. He was still Simon, but the long, slow process began. God began to work on this man, and in time, he began to look more and more like what Jesus envisioned on that first day they met. I believe that way back when I was first made aware that I was to become a preacher, Jesus saw what he wanted to make out of me. He was not as concerned that I see people streaming down the aisles when I preached as that I became a reflection of his own face, of his beautiful character. We focus on the outward. God is concerned with the inward. We live in a day when the attention of so many is consumed by other people's outward characteristics. They can't see beyond the color of a person's skin. But God doesn't look at that. He doesn't judge based on surface things. As God said to the prophet Samuel when he was about to designate David as the next king of Israel, For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. God sees what we are on the inside. That's what's important to him, and that's where this divine building project is taking place. While lots of people spend hours on their physical conditioning, God is building that inner person. He is seeking to reproduce in each one of us the perfect likeness and character of his beloved son, Jesus Christ. On those home remodeling shows, I'm pretty confident that the craftsmen and women have no doubt that they can produce the lovely outcome they envision. But I'm afraid that some of us Christians are often in doubt that God's remodeling plan is going to turn out right. We can't see how we will ever be like Jesus. Here's the problem. Beneath that doubt is a misplaced confidence. We think that somehow it depends on us. It depends on our efforts and hard work. Now, there's nothing wrong with effort and hard work. Jesus didn't call us to sit in an easy chair all our lives. We are called to work in his vineyard. But the outcome of that rebuilding program in my life does not depend on me and my human efforts. Listen to these great verses from the second chapter of Ephesians. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Being saved involves more than just going to heaven when you die. 
If you are a believer, you are in the process of being saved while I'm talking here. Salvation is a process. By the way, the word translated saved in the New Testament also means healed or restored or made whole. God is now healing you and making you whole. And grace is that divine working in us by which God accomplishes his purposes in our lives. And finally, notice that beautiful word, workmanship. It is the Greek word, poema. We get the English word, poem, from there. God is building in you a beautiful, unique expression of Christ. And the outcome of his work depends entirely on his grace, not our abilities. You may think right now that you're a wreck, not a beautiful work of God, but take heart. The one who is working in you, that all-powerful, all-wise builder, knows just what he's doing. He's preparing you to be part of the new Jerusalem, that perfect and eternal city of God for which Christ died. Hebrews 11 talks about those patriarchs who left their homes to be sojourners in the land of promise. It says that if their minds had remained on the place they left behind, then they certainly could have returned. Instead, by faith, they lived in the promised land because they were looking for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Let God keep working on you. He wants you to be a part of that everlasting city. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are working in our lives, you're working in my life, and you're not finished yet, Lord God. Father, help me not to resist uh, those sometimes sharp tools that you use in our lives, Lord, to form us into the image of Christ, but let me cooperate with that master builder, with God, who is forming in me that beautiful image of Jesus. And I pray that all those who are listening to me right now will do the same in Jesus' name. Amen. My dear friend, pray for us. A group of friends of mine and myself, we are seeking to plant a new congregation in the Schenectady, New York area. We have found that it's not easy to do that, but we're determined to keep on with God's help. He's not through with us. We call our church Bread of Life Anglican Church, and we meet Sundays at 10 o'clock at 1809 Union Street in Schenectady. That's the American Legion Hall. If you're in the area, you don't have a church home, we would love to meet you at 10 o'clock on Sunday. As always, you can reach me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. May God bless you.